there are four must do's for your webinar. And these are things that people definitely don't think about. Like these are different than the standard practice. Like we're gonna go deep here. You are listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast, episode number 588. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you guys are doing incredible. If you're anything like me right now, you're probably feeling the fullness. Let's not even say busyness. The fullness of this season. I don't know. I've tried my very best to lower the amount of things on our calendar and our schedule and just commitments. And it still just feels so busy. I just told my husband the day I'm recording this, I'm like, we got to just like finish all of our Christmas shopping because I don't even want to think about it between now and Christmas so I can just like chill. (laughs) And it's not just that. It's like my kids are in jujitsu and soccer and we're kind of entering that season, I think, of of parenting where there's a lot of activities, even if you limit the activities. Like each one of my kids is only in one well, Ella does two things because she's my she wants to do something every day. But anyways, I feel like we don't pack our schedule, but we're still very busy. So I'm trying to just make sure that there's a lot of presence in what we do and we don't get ourselves so overcommitted that we can't enjoy the last month of this year. So I am having so much fun and just feeling so much gratitude around the launch of my mastermind and just enrolling such incredible, incredible women into this experience where I know it is going to transform their business, their life, their relationships, their health, everything next year. Part of the mastermind is an in-person retreat in Austin and it's like all all all-inclusive basically just get yourself here and i'm paying for the i'm covering the you know the housing and the um food and everything and i have like breath work planned for it and just it's going to be absolutely incredible and feels like some of the most important work i've done yet so if you're not in the mastermind yet we have as of right now we have six spots left but this episode will come out Um, in a little bit. So there might be some more spots taken. So if you haven't sent me a message with the word elevate to just hear more about the experience and being a part of it, there's just already also just perfect, incredible women in it. So the community um, and connection that we will build, I promise will be like an extra bonus. At least that's been my experience in my masterminds and retreats that I've gone to is not realizing how much I wanted the community as well. So anyways, let's dive into today's topic. I was having a conversation a couple weeks ago where I ended up helping some entrepreneurs with their webinar. And I thought that that kind of like triggered this being a good time for me to mention some really important strategies with a webinar. A webinar is yes, still very successful. I love webinars. We have lots of clients who leverage webinars. And the biggest thing about them is making sure that they represent you and that they're not using a template, but we will get into that. Anyways, a webinar is an amazing way to create an experience and to connect with your audience and your leads and take them on an experience that goes from 
nurturing and providing value to leading into your offer and selling. If you don't have a webinar, you don't think it's the right fit for your business, you don't currently have one, this episode actually still can be relevant to you because everything I say can actually be applied to things like your content creation or a different form of lead generation. So I'm going to focus specifically in on webinars, but if you're like, well, I'm an e-commerce business, then I would take what I'm saying and think about how it would apply to your content. Because ultimately a webinar, like I just said, is creating an experience. And so that's also what we do with social media content and other lead generation tactics. So these are some of the strategies that I talked about with these women um, in this call that I was in. And they found it super, super valuable. So I'm going to dive into them. There are four things four must-dos for your webinar. And these are things that people definitely don't think about. Like these are different than the standard practice. Like we're going to go deep here. So the first thing, this one seems obvious, but I see people get this wrong all the time. Your webinar itself, like the topic that you choose, so the title, the actual promise of your webinar, it needs to be valuable to cold traffic. So whenever you're considering a webinar or if you have one right now, I want you to ask yourself, if I saw this for the very first time ever in my life, would I, one, be interested and two, feel like there's enough in it for me that it makes sense for me to sign up? Like I know that by signing up for this, I'm going to get something out of it. So this came up because one of the women that was asking questions that I ended up answering was talking about doing something like an info session and telling them information around her product was basically going to be like the positioning of the webinar. And I very nicely said, you know, that's a horrible idea because somebody brand new does not care about your product, about what you sell, about even your success. Like, Everybody is in things for themselves, whether we want to admit that or not. So the first thing that you have to make sure is happening when choosing your webinar topic and also the positioning of it, because maybe an info session would be valuable for somebody because you're going to give value in it and you're going to give advice or tips or share a story that's valuable for them. But unless you position it and explain it as valuable to them, they are not going to sign up for it. So that's going to be a huge problem. So Thinking about your webinar, if you're deciding on a topic or you feel like you need to shift the topic of what you're teaching, think about if if you were to sit down with me and tell me what is like one main thing you could solve for me? What clarity could you give me? What experience could you take me on that takes me from where I am right now with my current frustrations and desires to where I want to be and give me some clarity? What would that, what would you teach? Another question to ask yourself is if tomorrow I told you that you had to go up and give a presentation and you had one shot, I've talked about this before in the podcast, you had one shot to actually convince me that you know what you're talking about, that you have value to provide and that I should listen to you, what would you teach? Usually it's in the form of some sort of process, um, steps. It's something that gives like a roadmap or it gives like ingredients to a certain outcome. Then once you kind of have that idea, I want you to try to verbally tell somebody 
why they should watch your webinar in, in the most concise and direct way. Like if you're like, here's my training, it's called this, and here's why you need to be on it. Do you have the ability to give a very clear outcome? For example, you come to my training, by the end of it, you will know exactly what your 2024 marketing strategy is. That's really clear. And it also addresses something that I would want, right? So that's the first thing. Has to be valuable and not only valuable, it has to be valuable to cold traffic, meaning somebody who is seeing this for the very first time. They don't know about you. They don't know about your story. They don't know about your offer. They don't care about any of those things. What's in it for them? The second piece, this one is a little bit more complex, but I find myself saying this at least three or four times a month because it's so, so important. So we just talked about value and we talked about the importance of value, right? Value does not mean volume and overwhelm. So when you're thinking about providing value for somebody, I'm not at all telling you that you need to give them everything. You need to give them like the whole kitchen or whatever they say. You need to not overwhelm them while still providing value. How do you do this? You do this through your content, creating clarity or creating a belief that what they want is possible. That the desired outcome, so first of all, what is the desired outcome that your ideal customer wants? Like the number one thing. Mine is they want a successful marketing strategy that makes them money, right? Simple. Don't overcomplicate it. In their words, what is that one desired outcome, okay? Now, how can you, through content, allow them to either understand and create clarity around what they've been doing wrong up until this point? Or connect the dots between where they are right now and that that outcome is possible and this is the blueprint, the roadmap, the way to get there. So that's why I say that a lot of times the content comes in the form of steps or a process or a formula or things that you need to include because when you are teaching in a webinar, you want to take someone and say, here's where you're at right now. Here is the what that you need to go and implement in order to get to your desired outcome. And you're connecting the dot. And the experience you want people to have in this webinar is that as they are listening to your content, they are going, oh, that's what I've been doing wrong this whole time. Or, oh, I totally see myself now as that successful business owner, mom, wife, whatever the outcome is. So another thing that came up in this call was taking this person's info session to then transforming it and saying, okay, instead of an info session, I want you to think about if you were to explain to somebody why they should buy your offer and like what what success is, what are those points? And then she knew it right there. And I'm like, that's your webinar. And you just position it as the desired outcome that someone wants. So When I do a webinar, it's oftentimes some form of what needs to go into a marketing strategy. And I give the high level, but it's still very valuable of things like visibility ads, lead generation, sales conversion, all of those things, right? I'm not giving you the how. I'm telling you, this is the blueprint. Now, yeah, you could go and take that and you could go implement it yourself. And same thing with people watching a webinar. They could go implement itself. 
but they don't want to. People do not want to implement things themselves and they and you ultimately are going to leave them, which is the next thing I'm going to talk about, with a gap. So this second piece is that looking at your, your webinar content itself, is it creating clarity and or the belief that they can achieve or how they will achieve the ultimate outcome that they want? That's what your content should do. And that alone is valuable because somebody who's not clear, they're never going to get to that desired outcome. When you bring clarity to people and you give them the what and the steps, that's valuable. You don't have to overwhelm them with the how. I would never teach a marketing strategy or teach a webinar about like, I would never, for example, teach a webinar on like how to build a webinar and all the steps to it. But I could do a webinar on the ingredients that go into us, like this podcast, for example, if I wanted to lead into an offer that that would make sense to, but I wouldn't be like, okay, slides one through five should have this because that's not actually valuable, right? Because it, it should be unique for everybody. That's, that's just overwhelming. So don't confuse value with firehosing people with too much information and volume of content. The ability to break something down, break down a process, break down a roadmap, break down steps, break down a formula, that alone is valuable because then you're creating that clarity and that belief for your ideal customer. The third thing is creating a gap that your offer fills. So you want to give this value in the content. And then once you get done with the content, you want to actually have people feel like, okay, I fully believe that I can achieve X, Y, Z, but I need more help. I need more help. Like I don't know exactly how I'm going to do that. The gap, then you go, okay, well, I have a perfect solution for you. So I'll give you an example. I just did a bonus call with someone two days ago. She's probably going to listen to this podcast episode, but I love when I get to do these things because they give me such inspiration. So with her offer, she was telling me that basically a big part of a problem that people have is she serves people who are primary caretakers for family members who have Alzheimer's. What they don't understand is that they should have somebody looking at this patient's medical history, but that that's not happening. And so she is a doctor and she's created a course to actually help people who are the primary caretakers for family members with Alzheimer's. The problem is they don't know what they don't know. So they don't know that somebody should be looking at their family member's medical history and this is the repercussions of not. What they do know is that they are overwhelmed with being the primary caretaker. They don't know what they need to do, all these problems that she has, right? So we bring them in speaking to giving them a solution, giving them a plan to actually what they do know their problem is. Then during the webinar, we actually create clarity and the understanding of why it's so important for somebody well-trained to look at their family member with Alzheimer's medical history and what will happen if they don't have that. And basically how, I mean, she was saying like, this is what doctors really should be doing, but they're not because of the way that the system is set up. 
And she's a doctor, and so she created this solution outside of her practice. And create this clarity in the webinar content itself of basically like, here's what what you would need. But throughout that, being able to get people to go, oh, I didn't even think about that before. Now I understand why it is so important and crucial for somebody trained to be looking at my family member's medical history. And then enters her offer with a limited time bonus, including that she will do an audit of their family's medical history, right? So throughout the webinar, I created, or she would create, clarity around what is missing right now from them. But I didn't attract people in. Like, I want you guys to understand that differentiation. We didn't get people into the webinar saying, hey, nobody's looking at your family's medical history, so join this webinar so I can show you how to do that. They don't know that's a problem yet. So we're getting them into the webinar with the problem they already know and are actively experiencing and the frustration and the desires, right? Then in the webinar, we are solving that problem by providing clarity about what is missing right now from their experience. Now they have the clarity. They go, oh, that makes total sense. I'm charged up that my doctor's not doing this. I can't believe it. That that is so clear to me now. How am I going to get my family's medical history reviewed. Oh, okay. There's a bonus. Now the offer makes so much sense, right? So do you see how beautifully that fits together? It's like first you bring them in with a very clear, attractive promise, which was the first thing, the valuable to cold traffic, clear, attractive promise to getting cold traffic in about solving a problem. You give them value through clarity or a belief. And throughout that, you're also shifting their belief and creating a gap that your offer is going to fill. If you're going to highlight something specific like she was going to do in this webinar, then a bonus that directly addresses that is very strategic and smart. Okay, so that was number three. Number four, this one's so important. This one on the original call that kind of inspired this episode, um, this is what I found myself saying a bunch. Be you. Like this, I cannot tell you how important this is. Don't use a template. You have to, like there are best practices to a webinar. I do have a slide, like very basic slide template that we give clients and we give essential members um, because it's a good starting foundation. But then what I teach is you need to go through the entire webinar and actually say it out loud. And if there's a moment that you are uncomfortable or it's not something you would say or it doesn't seem natural or it feels like you're reading a script, your audience is going to feel this. So you need to change it. And in this call I was in, they were like, oh, the perfect webinar. Like, should I use the perfect webinar template? And I was like, well, yes, you could use – that's Russell Brunson's perfect webinar, which it's very old, by the way. It's like – I think he created that like 10 years ago. And it was a genius thing when he made it because there were not a lot of webinars. So that's the thing. Now, all these people use the perfect webinar and most people have been in a quote perfect webinar, what he called it. So the way that he structures the webinar and especially the pitch, it's just like way, way too templated. So yes, there are best practices, but then you have to, you have to be you. You have to 
authentically come across because otherwise, how is somebody going to trust you? Would you trust someone who sounded like they're reading off a template or reading a script? I wouldn't. I'd be like, do you know your offer? And I don't say this to be rude if you're like, oh shit, I've read off, I read off a script before in my webinar. It's fine. Like a lot of people have done that. It's okay. And the more you do it, the better you'll get. So I was on this call and she was trying to get clarity on her webinar and she said something about, well, they could just go and basically start their own business doing this and and she sells something that helps these business owners. So what I said to her is like, why should they come to you? Like, why shouldn't they go start their own business? What's your argument to that? And then she had like a whole thing about it. She's like, because this, because this, because this, because this. I'm like, that's your pitch. That is your pitch right there. You include that in your pitch. And you straight up say like, you could go start your own business. Here's why you don't want to do that. And here's why you want to work with mine. Pitching is not as hard as you guys make it. If you're struggling with pitching, I want you to go to like a family member and sell them your offer and record yourself selling it. Like if you had to convince someone why they should buy your offer, just go sell it verbally and see what you say. And that's going to help your webinar pitch more than a template would. You don't need these like closing tactics and things that are in the perfect webinar. Like, yes, there are foundational things that are really great. I have specific things in our webinar template. I have a, I have a video training in my essential program backend about selling on your webinar um, that has a lot of great stuff in it, but it's more principle-based. It's not like everybody have this slide and this closing technique, right? People will not trust that, especially today with how many webinars there are. So design your webinar. I highly encourage you to practice it out loud because it's different. Writing something is different than presenting something. So practice it out loud and if you don't know how to do the pitch or you don't know how to do the transition, practice it. Like go up to someone and be like, okay, I got to do this and just see how you normally do it. Even record yourself and then help that guide your webinar. It is so important. This is one of the reasons for clients that um, we don't do webinar slides. Like I will not make word for word someone's webinar slides. We'll give them the template. We'll audit them and we'll help clients, especially in our highest level elite. Like we'll help you create the webinar and we'll give a lot of feedback on it but I won't create it from scratch for clients because it never works because then it's going to sound like not you, right? And I have probably done 50 webinars myself and my team, they don't create my webinar slides. I create them every single time. They might help me with design, but I create my webinar slides because it has to sound like me. And then every time I do a webinar, if there's any moment in the webinar as I was presenting that I felt uncomfortable or just like it could have been smoother, I note it. Immediately after the webinar, I write it down in my notes app because I'll forget when I go to make the next webinar slides. So my pitch, it stays somewhat similar each time and I refine it every time. But anytime I feel like, ooh, that wasn't very clear or like, ooh, that didn't come across how I wanted it. Immediately after the webinar, I write it down and then I go and fix, I go change it for the next one. And every time I practice, I get better. Every time I do one, I get better. So one of the things to having a successful webinar is just doing them, just putting yourself out there, getting better at them because, I mean, you can't not get better if you just go and start practicing. So those are my four must-dos for your webinar. I forgot to mention, I'm going to mention this here because this will be um, relevant the date that this podcast comes out and actually a really big deal. So I should have mentioned it at the beginning of the podcast. We're doing a super limited time promotion. If you get your application in, 
before December 21st and have a call booked with us. And then you move forward with any of our offers. So our essential, um, evolve, our mid-level offer, elite, and we'll help you kind of pick which one is the best. If you move forward with any of those offers, you'll get $500 off your first payment. So we haven't done a discount all year, but I decided towards the end of the year to just push you guys like, let's make a decision. Let's get you on the books. If you don't want to start until January, that's fine because our billing doesn't kick in like the recurring billing until you had your strategy call. So you can lock in working with us and getting this $500 off right now. And then you can book your strategy call for the first week of January and kick things off and you're not being like penalized obviously for that time. So we haven't done a discount. I don't think all year, maybe even like a year and a half. I do not normally do discounts. This felt right to incentivize you get, to just kind of get started in December and make sure you move things forward. So I'm incentivizing people who are going to take action on that. So you've got to get your application in December 21st and then sign up to work with us in December and you'll get $500 off your first payment, whatever that is, depending on the offer that you come in to work with us, which will tell you which one is the right one. So if you go to helpmystrategy.com, you can go to our application, book a call. You've just got to get it in before December 21st to qualify for that $500 off. All right, you guys, I will talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast. If you love this episode and want deeper support with your marketing, head over to helpmystrategy.com to see how Hirsch Marketing can help take your marketing to the next level no matter where you're at today. We help our clients scale faster than ever, find hidden leaks in their funnel, experiment with new creative marketing strategies, and help their business explode and be more profitable than they ever dreamed possible. Head over to helpmystrategy.com and see if you qualify for a free strategy audit with Team Hirsch.